You are listening to Supporting Supporters, a Change to Chill podcast. This is a free mental well-being resource offered by Alina Health. My name is Tanya Freeman. I'm a licensed psychologist and regional lead psychologist with Alina Health. These podcast episodes are aimed with the goal of providing quick, tangible resources and information from Alina Health mental health providers on a range of mental health topics relevant to day-to-day lives of the listener. We invite you to join us in any way you please, whether you sit back and kick your feet up, or as you engage in movement, your daily commute, or as you prepare for your day. However you choose to join us, we welcome you and we honor your time. My name is Sarah Paper, and I am a licensed psychologist with Alina Health. I work mostly with kids and teens, in addition to a few adults. Today, I am going to be talking with you about recognizing unhelpful thoughts. At times, we may feel as if our mood is not in our control. Our thoughts often hold the answer and the solution to gaining control and shifting our emotions from uncomfortable to more comfortable over some very common cognitive errors that are addressed in cognitive behavior therapy, along with my favorite, rational emotive behavior therapy. All right, let's get started. The first one we're gonna talk about is all or nothing thinking or dichotomous thinking or black and white thinking. And that's where we get stuck in those patterns of thinking things are either all good or all bad. This line of thinking could lead to uncomfortable feelings, low self-esteem, shame, There's that idea that if things aren't perfect, if you're not 100%, then it's not good enough, it's worthless, which can lead you to believe you're not good enough and you're worthless. You're also missing out on all of the positive information and experiences that occur in each interaction that we have and each task that we complete. Cognitive error you might find yourself engaging in is overgeneralization. And this happens when you make a rule after a single event or a series of coincidence. The word always or never frequently appear in the sentence. Because you have experience with one event playing out a certain way, you assume that all future events will be the same outcome. Examples of overgeneralizing and statements. She's always doing things like that to make me look bad. Or nobody seems to know what they're doing around here. You're never ready on time, so we're always late for everything. Everybody is always asking me to do them a favor. Well, filter is another cognitive distortion, but it's the opposite of overgeneralization, but with the same negative outcome. Instead of taking one small event and generalizing it inappropriately, the mental filter takes one small event and focuses on it exclusively, filtering out anything else. So find yourself at times Discounting the positive, another cognitive distortion. This involves ignoring or invalidating good things that have happened to you. It's similar to mental filtering, but instead of simply ignoring the positive, you're actively rejecting them. If you think about people who will say things like, oh, see, I knew it. Yep, that person doesn't like me. Or I knew this wasn't gonna be good. From one little tiny moment, as if everything else that was positive was fake. Conclusions is a common cognitive error, and it has three different ways or a few different ways that we might do this. One might be mind reading, when you think someone is going to react in a particular way, or you believe someone is thinking things that they aren't. Fortune telling, when you predict events will unfold in a particular way, often to avoid something difficult or challenging, and then 
The biggest one, and maybe the most troubling one, is catastrophizing. You jump to the worst possible conclusion in every scenario, no matter how improbable it is. Now, in rationally motive behavior therapy, sometimes we use catastrophizing to our advantage. So having people imagine the worst case scenario, and then also recognizing how that would be extremely difficult, very uncomfortable, and they would be able to survive it and get through it. This helps you not need to avoid those things or prevent those things from happening, but rather recognize our own strengths and resiliencies. Is a cognitive distortion that includes exaggerating the importance of shortcomings and problems while minimizing the importance of desirable qualities. Similar to mental filtering and discounting the positive, this cognitive distortion involves magnifying your negative qualities while minimizing your positive ones. As an example, if I tend to procrastinate, I might say, oh, I'm a terrible employee because I tend to procrastinate sometimes. As another example, if I forgot somebody's birthday, I would maybe conclude that I'm a terrible friend, ignoring or minimizing all of the positive qualities I have as a friend and all of the nice things that I've done. Cognitive distortion is emotional reasoning. It's a way of judging yourself or your circumstances based on your emotions. This type of reasoning assumes that because you are experiencing an uncomfortable emotion, it must be an accurate reflection of reality. So if I am feeling anxious, the situation must be scary. Even, I feel guilty, so I must have done something bad. I'm feeling inadequate, so I must be worthless. The next cognitive distortion we're going to talk about is should statements. Now, in rational motive behavior therapy, and this isn't the only reason why I love that type of therapy, but Albert Ellis, the founder, would talk about shoulding all over yourself. So what that involves is always thinking about things that you think you should or must do. These types of statements can make you feel worried or anxious, again, inadequate, depressed. Example might be, I should be able to get all of this work done tonight, or I should be able to remember my friend's birthday. Now, there can be a lot of reasons why I maybe shouldn't be able to. Shift that line of thinking is to question, well, should I? And maybe just change the self-talk you're doing and say, I wish I were able to do this, or I want to be able to do this. And this is really hard. I might not be able to. I would like to add that people sometimes use these should statements against other people too. You should be able to understand this. You should be able to get this all done. And that is putting shame on other people. And it's, we don't know that. We don't have all the information about that person. And it is an unfair statement that lacks compassion and empathy is a cognitive distortion that involves making a judgment about yourself or someone else as a person rather than seeing the behavior as something the person did that doesn't define them as an individual. I think we can all think of some good examples there. And if you think about it, it sort of follows the should statements too, it, it can. Like if you think, oh, this person should be able to do this, and then we might label them judgmentally because they are struggling. We might also label ourselves negatively 
because we're struggling or because we're not meeting those should expectations that we have set for ourselves or others. Cognitive distortion that we'll talk about is personalization and blame. And that's where you entirely blame yourself or someone else for a situation that in reality involved many factors that were out of your control or out of their control. Can also include inaccurately assuming that you've been intentionally excluded or targeted. Personalization and blame can lead to heightened anxiety and depression in individuals. Going over these cognitive distortions, what they might look like, it helps us to recognize when we're engaging in them. And that awareness is that first step towards feeling better. And sometimes just catching yourself kind of forces you to think a little bit differently. One thing I often tell patients is I want them to think of at least two to three other explanations for something. Even if it's really creative and unrealistic, it's important to try to do that because sometimes we might jump to that first conclusion based on old patterns that have developed and aren't helpful. An example that I was taught was if you walk into a room and people start laughing. Now, if you think they're laughing at me because my alpha looks dumb or they're laughing at me because they don't like me, my mood is going to be very uncomfortable. I'm gonna feel sad, I might even feel angry. Now, if I walk into a room and people are laughing, I could think maybe somebody told a joke, somebody accidentally spit out their food, or I don't even know, maybe they could have farted. I don't know. But if I think those things, that's an example of just coming up with random thoughts instead of that first thought. So when I think those things, that maybe somebody told a joke, I don't really feel anything. I don't feel upset. It's not about me. So you can see how just that awareness and just that shift can change our mood. It's important to pay attention to those things. If you notice yourself tending to engage in one of these cognitive distortions or more, pay attention and see how you can shift it. See how you can think differently and then notice how that would feel differently. I hope you found this podcast helpful. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen. And thank you for everything you do. I really appreciate you all. On behalf of Alina Health and Change to Chill, we thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. We do hope you enjoyed this episode and we hope that you join us in other episodes covering even more interesting topics with mental health providers. As always, you can find the show notes and any accompanying research and tools at the Change to Chill website at www.changetochill.org. In health and in wellness, take care and see you next time.